This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Let me tell you about home title fraud. It's one of the fastest growing crimes in America. You got to hope that this never happens to you because if it does, you are going to be dealing with Months and months, if not years, of trying to unwind it and get your money back. You're not going to get the legal fees back, though, to get it. It's a, it's a disaster if it happens to you. A cyber thief can find your home's title, forge your signature, and then uh, say that you sold your home to him. Uh, and then he can go to uh, an online lender and borrow against your equity until it's uh, all gone. It's all dried up. And then where are you? Uh, you are up the creek uh, a little bit. Home Title Lock uh, protects you against this. And in the unlikely event you become a victim of, of title theft while you are a member, which is relative, I mean, it's not impossible, I suppose, but it's very unlikely. Uh, home Title Lock will spend up to a quarter million dollars in legal fees to help you restore your home's title. It's the thing you need to do. Go to HomeTitleLock.com, register your address, and see if you're already a victim. Then use the code RADIO for 30 risk-free days of protection. The code is RADIO at HomeTitleLock.com, HomeTitleLock.com, code RADIO. And speaking of radio, we have a radio program. Shut up. Today, yeah, in like 15 seconds. Really? Yeah. You should, you Who's should, the host? You should start preparing for it. Because it's you. host? You're the host. Oh, this is going to suck. Cause yeah, I, it's I know. a total you, surprise. I I, you should have called me. Welcome to the program. It is um, it is a problem every day to look at the news and realize there are two Americas. There are two truths in America. There's the truth the media keeps pushing, and then what I think is the actual truth. Um, and I want to talk to you about the actual truth, the truth about COVID, our schools, and what is truly happening in our schools. We begin there in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. All right, let me tell you about uh, Blinds.com. Are you ready for a change of scenery in the new year? Best place to start is in your own home. <laughs> I just, may I suggest... You just don't make it like uh, a waterfall. It's like we started, hey, you know what? Maybe we should maybe we should just move this wall and open things up. Our entire house is now because you're like, well, if we're going to do that, we should do that. And everybody every day I come home and somebody says to me, well, I mean, you've done that. No. <laughs> Or I'm taking a bulldozer, and I'm just going to win. We'll live in the rubble. I can't take it anymore. Don't let that happen. Just change the blinds. That's it. 
Just change the window treatments. They've got a great, great price. Blinds.com offering huge savings on everything site-wide, including blinds and shades, interior shutters, even outdoor shades. Whether you're looking for blackout shades or that perfect glow, you can choose from a beautiful array of options, and they're going to be customized just for your home. I've got personal experience uh, dealing with Blinds.com, and I have a feeling, I mean, since we've gone this far, I'm going to have more personal experience dealing with Blinds.com. They'll guarantee the perfect fit, whether you do it yourself or have them handle install from start to finish. Don't miss the chance to take advantage of Blinds.com's incredible New Year's savings today. Kick off 2021 by turning your dream home into a reality with a new view you can enjoy year-long. It's Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Some restrictions may apply. I want to talk to you um, about something here, and I I am, am, am going to remain cryptic, and you'll understand why. I will tell you as much as the story uh, I feel comfortable, and I would ask you, uh, those who are online and uh, those who are so-called journalists, to leave my family alone. But I... Just, I want to share as much as I can because I want you to know that you're not alone. Because I think this is the greater pandemic. Let me give you a story. Comes from the New York Times today. Firmly linking teen suicides to school closings is difficult. But rising mental health emergencies and suicide rates point to the toll of the pandemic lockdown. He felt disconnected, said the mother of a 14-year-old freshman in Las Vegas who expressed suicidal thoughts. He felt left behind. The reminder of pandemic-driven suffering among students in Clark County, Nevada, have come in droves since schools shut their doors in March. An early warning system that monitors students' mental health episodes has sent more than 3,100 alerts to distant officials, raising alarms about suicidal thoughts, possible self-harm, or cries for care. By December, 18 students had taken their own lives. Now they're going back to school. Clark County, they've decided this is worse than the COVID pandemic. We have got to get these kids back in class. I don't want to go into details. But in the last two months... My family has experienced a a serious suicide attempt. And there is nothing more frightening. I can't imagine. It's not right for a parent to survive their child. And I don't want to live without any of them. There's so many of us that don't have any idea what to do. 
I'm a survivor of suicide from my mother. We had another suicide in our family when I was probably about 30. This is different. I believe those were from biology, genetics. This is because our children don't know what to do. They don't have friends. Take yourself back to when you were 16. What were you doing when you were 16? When you were a teenager, it was your stand-by-me years. It was the time when your friends got together and they went out and they did stuff, even just, just going for walks outside. We used to just, like a bunch of hoodlums, just walk our neighborhoods, screw around, talk, discover, talk about your feelings, talk about girls. They're not doing that now. Imagine taking the prime years of your life and just having it gone. Our children have developed high anxiety. Our children are losing their skills to be able to relate to one another. We don't really even look at one another anymore. We don't, we can't, it's un, it's, it's, it's not part of our human experience to talk to people for months on end wearing masks. The Academy of Pediatrics reported that as of December 3rd, children accounted for slightly more than 0% of all COVID-19 cases. Even fewer deaths, about 0.11%, in 160 total. There are still 15 states with zero reported child deaths. They don't even catch it as often. They account for less than 2% of the total confirmed COVID-19 cases globally. Even here in America, the nation with the highest infection rates, that number is the same, 2%. And when they do catch it, the overwhelming majority of them experience either no symptoms or mild symptoms. Another recent study found that compared to the flu, children play a minimal role in spreading COVID-19. And most children who contract it actually get it from their parents. So... Children rarely catch it, they almost never die, and they don't spread it. Yet, according from the data from the CDC, the rate of children visiting emergency rooms has skyrocketed. The number of 5 to 11-year-olds is 25% higher. The rate of 12 to 17-year-olds going to the emergency room is 31% higher. Why? That number is due to mental health reasons. I'm going to publish this monologue at glenbeck.com. I have 11 studies. We stopped posting them at 11. 
according to a ton of stories and studies during the pandemic, children of all ages had high rates of depression, anxiety, post-traumatic symptoms as expected in the aftermath of any disaster. The reality is unequivocal. The lockdowns and the quarantines are bad for our children. Do you know there's a study out now that shows that our children, our children are going to be years behind now? My my son goes back to class today. He is... He loved class, was doing great last year. Things were finally on track. And he and his friends, they talk on the phone. They spoke last night. They don't, they don't want to go back, but they don't also want to stay home. It's totally changed everything. The reason why he doesn't want to go back is because the last time he went back before somebody had COVID, this was in December, the last time he went back, there were like four kids in the class and they were in these plastic bubbles. He said, I couldn't understand the teacher because she was wearing a mask. I had to wear a mask. We couldn't go anywhere. We had to stay in the room. We couldn't even go for lunch. We couldn't sit together. That's not healthy. What are we doing to ourselves? One study found children of all age groups showed more clinging, inattention, and irritability. Three to six-year-olds were more likely to manifest clinginess and fear that family members might contract the infection. Six to 18-year-olds were more likely to show inattention and persistent inquiry. Another found, uh, study found that in many households, children who end up staying indoors become restless and in some cases violent. I know kids that don't want to go outside anymore. They just don't want to go outside anymore. My son told me this this weekend. I don't want to leave the house. My daughter's anxiety of being around people has gone through the roof. What, what are we doing? What are we doing to our children? You know. You know the truth. You know the truth about how children contract it. And if you don't, I'm posting this study. 85% of parents have noticed negative changes in their children's emotions and behavior since the pandemic. In England, deaths by suicide among children increased after the first lockdown. In Holland, a study found that young people reported significant increase in severe anxiety and sleeping problems. Does anybody else have a problem with their kids up at 3 o'clock in the morning? Overwhelmingly, the research overwhelmingly concludes that children should remain in school. You are going to be the one that solves this. You are going to be the one that is going to go to the school board, to the school. You are going to say enough is enough. Enough is enough. 
If there is a teacher that is old and infirm, they should stay home. If there is someone that is teaching and they're afraid, they should stay home. Not our children. I urge you, use this as your first step of standing up and getting involved. I urge you to stand up now and push back. The time has long passed for us to do this. We must do it now. Get our schools opened. We are paying with the lives of our children. All right, let me, uh, <laughs> excuse me, let me, oh my God, COVID? Is that COVID? Again? Let me, <laughs> wow. Uh, let me tell you about Relief Factor. Cindy lives here in Texas. For many years, she suffered immense pain in her neck, her shoulders, her back. She tried a lot of things to get to feel better, but nothing worked. Or if it did, it was the kind of thing that made her feel like it, she wasn't herself. She heard about Relief Factor. She was skeptical at first. Uh, it's hard just to rush to try something when you've tried absolutely everything. And then some Yahoo like me says, no, it works. You should try it. In the end, she decided to at least give it a try. She ordered the three-week quick start. By the time she got to the end of that supply, she knew she had found her miracle. Cindy got her life back with Relief Factor, and so could you. It works. For 70% of the people who order it, they go on to, to buy more every single month. It works. It worked for me. It may work for you. Relief Factor. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or 800-583-84, relieffactor.com. 10 seconds, station ID. I just, I, I don't know. I just, I just don't know if, how, you know, I said to my, um, uh, my blood pressure, my doctor was like, uh, you gotta get your blood pressure. And I'm like, okay, well then I won't show up for work. And it's true. Every time I read the news, every time I come into work, my blood pressure just shoots through the roof. I've got to find some Zen way of telling you. About all the stuff that's going on. I can't. You used to have this problem solved back in the day. With uh, with your friend Jack. Oh, uh, Dr. Daniels? Dr. <laughs> Dr. Jack Daniels. Paging, paging Dr. Daniels. Dr. <laughs> Jack Daniels. It solves all the problems. It I'm really sure. does. I wasted all of <laughs> yeah. those blackouts. I mm. wasted all. Please, kids. Don't drink. <laughs> don't drink. At least not yet. Save it up. <laughs> At some point, you're going to have teenagers and the world's going to come undone. <laughs> it might come undone now, but it's not your problem, really. Don't drink. Don't drink. Save all of those blackouts. Save those times in a bar going, I don't really care. I mean, I, how does this affect me? <laughs> Save those moments. Um, Biden now says there's nothing the U.S. can do to counteract COVID in the next several months. Hold on. I don't understand what he means by that. Does he mean that we are going to have deaths over the next several months? I mean, yes, that's true, right? We we know these things get in the pipeline when you're having a couple hundred thousand cases a day. Yeah, there's nothing we can do. You can certainly decrease the amount. 
amount no. of them, though. No, the, no, no. To get to zero, yes, there's nothing we can no, do. No, there's not. There's nothing we can do. No, he says he said there there's is, nothing we can do. There's but, nothing the U.S. do can do to counteract COVID in the next several. Isn't months. he specifically doing a 100 day mask challenge? What is uh, the purpose yeah. of this if well, you can't? Well, you got the mask challenge. Mm-hmm. So you got the mask challenge. And he's got that lofty goal of 100 million uh, vaccinations <laughs> in 100 days. The problem is we're now doing, what was it, Friday we did 1.6? Yeah, we're now ahead of that pace. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a lofty goal. He'll see if he can cut it down. <laughs> he's going to uh, slow the rate of vaccination. <laughs> I mean, it's it's nuts. By the way, uh, Gretchen Whitmer eases restaurant restrictions uh, right after the inauguration. So we had that going for us. Now, wait a minute. The, the president, the new president, is saying... There's nothing we can do. I'm sorry, but you've lost your loved one. Meanwhile, right after he's elected, Whitmer. The king of the lockdowns. Really. I, mean, I mean, outside of maybe, maybe Gavin, Gavin. Newsom. I mean, I, I mean, well, uh, Gavin is even doing it, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gavin is now coming out. And today he's supposed to say, you know what? These restrictions, uh, we're going to lift them. We're going to lift them as of today. California is supposed to get that. Wait, wait you hold it. I, mean, I, can't, I've been, I haven't looked at California specifically here in a little while, but I mean, they have not exactly been in a, a low point no, as far as no. transmission goes. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, lately. But he's saying it's time. It's time to, to uh, open these things up. Are you kidding me? Same thing with New York. I mean, Cuomo was doing the same thing, uh-huh. saying, hey, we need to open these things up. And it's like, well, have you looked at your state at all? Have you have you? Because, I mean, we are, yeah, I mean, it's, I guess it's maybe coming down a little bit. Who are you talking bit. to, eh? <laughs> Of course I look at my state, and it's a mess. You know, I'm the mobster that is brilliant and at the same time, a complete idiot. <laughs> so, this is out of control. Lock it down. I think we should uh, put more people in nursing homes, <laughs> to be able to kill more, uh, you know, grandmas and grandpas. But at the same time, open it up. We can't do this anymore. Governor Cuomo, you again have rejected the release of the information uh, that has been uh, multiple lawsuits have been filed to get the information about how many people uh, died. Are you uh, calling me uh, some sort of uh, Italian slur name there? No. I think that's what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> America's dumbest mobster. Oh my Aaron, gosh, he's just. I mean, he's the one who's like, leave the gun, take the cannoli. No wait, <laughs> take the cannoli, leave the gun. No wait, leave the cannoli. Wait, I don't know what to do here. Woo 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 woo. Well, you should make decisions maybe a little faster. Maybe a little faster. I did that. That's uh, why I put all those sick people in nursing homes. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we say Andrew Cuomo was awful. Dot com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Okay, so the economists are starting to predict that this year rates in the housing industry are going to start to increase Okay. All right. That would mean maybe um, that there's a chance of that. Now, I'm going to give you another stat. The banks have come out and said 
uh, if we get higher taxes, we're just going to put them into the interest rates and we'll raise interest rates. That way we'll pay for the taxes. No, you won't pay for the taxes. That puts us paying for the taxes. Look, here's the thing. Right now, if you go to American Financing, it's a family-owned business, a family-owned, and it can help people just like you shore up their houses for over two decades. They've been working for you. They'll work for you today, not the bank. Now, get a, uh, a consolidation loan, refinance your home loan if you're paying over 3 or 4%. Call American Financing, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. Do it now. If you're depending on the mainstream media to tell you the truth, that's not going so well. Go to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Especially my brother. Promo code is Glenn. Save 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We welcome to the program Mr. Pat Gray from Pat Gray Unleashed, the podcast you can hear on Blaze TV as he records it live before this broadcast. Uh, or you can uh, check it out wherever you get your podcast. Hello, Pat. Yeah. Hello, Glenn. How are you? Oh, oh perfect. Just, I mean. So perfect. You know, I'm so glad the media said uh, over the weekend, uh, CNN was talking about how Joe Biden, what he's doing is just boring. There's yeah. st- I mean, he's just not doing anything. <laughs> he's just not doing anything that's exciting <laughs> or, you know, controversial. No. Right. Like they're just 19 boring executive orders. So <laughs> exactly. Far. And they're that's, all like, they're all a, such hey, a maybe you should order more paper clips. Yeah. You know, exactly. None of them, mm-hmm. And who cares about paper clips? Except right. for the fact that none of them are about paper clips. They're about things like the border. <laughs> right. Right. Jeez. Right. Well, just release all, all people that ICE has in custody. Yeah. All of all. them. No big deal. Yeah. Just all of them. Yeah. It's not Everybody. like it's not like he's releasing. Well, he is releasing all of them. <laughs> yes, he is. Uh, but he's not releasing more than all of them. No. That would be controversial. Yes, but this isn't. Uh-uh. This isn't. Nope. Nope. He's also inspired uh, caravans again. So we got... Uh, yes. We have that going on. We had one of 8,000 last yeah. week that was broken up a little bit. Uh, we have another <clears throat> one of 3,000 that launched uh, again, like yesterday. That's great. That's only... That's great. You know, 11,000 people that are headed... I, I think it's wonderful. The it's, States of America. Hey, by the way, uh, did you... <laughs> Did you hear that Jeff Bezos and Amazon little upset? Yeah, I did hear. Yeah, this. little upset. There's a, they're trying to unionize Amazon, and he doesn't like that. I mean, when you got a corporation like Amazon that's working well, mm-hmm. why not throw a little bit of the postal service in there with it? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Let's get a couple of really good unions in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, Amazon uh, has just filed with the National Labor Relations Board because the unions said what we're going to do because it's so huge. Instead of having a meeting where everybody votes, uh, what we'll do is we'll have mail in ballots. And uh, <clears throat> and uh, Bezos doesn't like that because he said. <laughs> He says mail-in voting, there's too much of a risk of fraud by the labor unions. Yeah, the only way it can be valid and fair Uh is to have an in-person voting system. Right. Well, not only that. Not only that. He said um, the concerns about election security run 
particularly high because we don't have a reliable electronic signature platform. Hmm. 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 So Amazon <laughs> doesn't have that. No. Hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. That's uh, mm-hmm. so I throw that in. I mean, again, some of the stuff gets out of with the election was, you know, crazy. But the one they keep saying, like, will we check the signatures? It's like I buy things every day and they supposedly check the signatures like they they don't even look at my signature when I sign a credit card Mm -hmm. receipt for thousands of dollars. They don't even care. Like they they check the signatures. I mean, I'm not saying they don't go through a check, but like how reliable is that check? I have literally signed at Mickey Mouse at times. I really have. Yeah, I signed one Jesus at one point. (laughs) They, just, just to see, <laughs> yeah. just to see. I, I, nope. I just, it, I actually signed it. Jesus McCool. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nothing. I, I, I sent my kid up there the other day to buy lunch with my credit card and they gave Ugh. it to him. Like, I, he's not, he didn't get the credit card. He's nine. <laughs> you know, like, they don't care. No one cares. He's on his cell phone. American Express. I know. I know. I, I, writ, I wrote the check. I don't know why it's not there for last month's payment. I just need lunch today. Um, uh, Tim Matheson. For, for, for some reason. Now, Tim Matheson is the guy. Remember, do you know who he is? Yeah. He's yeah. the guy from National Lampoon's Animal House. Animal House. Yeah. yeah. Right. He was Otter in that. Right. Mm-hmm. And and what he's been doing since is. Oh, it's terrific stuff. Right. Whatever it is. So, it, <laughs> so anyway, I've seen all of his film. Yeah. Oh. So, um, so he, he tweeted out, so wonderful to have a first lady with class and heart and can speak english (laughs) oh yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, melania trump what a dummy she only speaks five languages (laughs) only only five (laughs) (laughs) she's only fluent in five and no class did you see her you see her out uh, sitting Uh, on the washer and dryer that she put on the back porch of the white house (laughs) sitting there with a crop top (laughs) <laughs> and she's sitting there just drinking a Budweiser. And yeah. I thought, could yeah. we get some class? Wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't but, it? But no. 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 Mm-mm. You got a supermodel in the White House, and they hated her guts for four years for no apparent reason whatsoever. Is there any first lady that had more class than Melania Trump? Not that I can think uh, of. She was always classy. Yeah, I think Jackie O would be the only one that I could think of that was was in yeah. her category yeah jackie o had real yeah. class but you know i was at the white house and i'm in the rose garden remember when she redid the rose garden yeah yeah and, and they, what did they say they said she ruined it that it was ridiculous that uh-huh. it was uh-huh. terrible do you know what she did because i was standing in the rose garden it is beautiful you know what she did no not exactly yeah she uh, uh restored it to the exact plan of jackie o they had changed it since. Wow. So all she did was like, I think Jackie O had the right plan, and they restored it to the Jackie O plan, and that was classless. Unbelievable. I mean, it's just, just unbelievable. I, I just. But the class of Dr. Jill Biden. Wow. Now that. Yeah. I. I yeah. It's amazing. Um, San Francisco hotels are being used to house homeless people. And there's a new executive order that has just been signed by Joe Biden. It's so boring. I, I, I shouldn't even read it to you. 
Um, under the order, certain kinds of emergency housing for the homeless are eligible to be fully reimbursed through September. Now, uh, not sure if this executive order, uh, if, if this emergency will, will fit this executive order, but I'm guessing it does. Uh, so now we are going to be paying for the hotel rooms of the homeless in San Francisco. I have to ask you, do you have a line anywhere? Do you have a line on, on taxes where it's just like, okay, okay, no. Because I almost feel like that's taxation without representation. Because I'm mm-hmm. paying for programs in California. I don't get mm-hmm. any representation in California. Why am I paying for policies that I vehemently disagree with in California? California should have to pay their own bill. I don't live in California for a reason. I live in Texas for a reason. You know, Texas brought home all of its own gold. We have our own gold reserve now. We finally got it out of the Federal Reserve. It took us five years, but we got it. And now we have all of our own gold reserves. I did that for a reason. Because Texas knew this ain't going to last. Is Texas, mm-hmm. why does Texas have to pay for the nonsense in California? Is it just me? Because I feel this way about why no, am sure. I. If, those, if, the, if they're using federal funds, then no, that's, I mean, that's completely wrong. The, the, these ideas, this is wrong. why you know, Madison did not want this to be the outcome, right? Where we just mm-hmm. send a bunch of money to the federal government and it distributes it all over the, Correct. All over the country. Correct. It's the opposite of the model. Right. And it's it, it, and they're doing it in California. They're going to do it with. And if it's executive order, do I really have representation there? Because they're spending money through executive order. It's supposed to go through Congress. But even if it does go through Congress, um, I don't have any representation in California. Who's right. who's the one going to hold the budget for us? Who's going to be the one that holds the feet to the fire? Who's going to make sure that California has some austerity instead of just continuing to spend money? I mean, I I just think we are setting ourselves up for massive problems because when New York fails, which it will, when Illinois fails, which it will, I have no problem helping a neighbor, but not the neighbors who have been living it up. Not the neighbors who are like, you guys are so stupid. Party! Why would I help them? I I think New York will probably be fine because I just imagine the sales of the poster that Andrew Cuomo made celebrating how good, what a good job he did on coronavirus. Those are probably selling so much that he can just pay off all the budget problems with that and or his book. Yeah. Just just either just, one. The book about what a great absolutely. job he did with the coronavirus that was released just as they went to the highest peak they've had since the beginning of the By crisis. By the way, speaking of more problems, 7,000 National Guardsmen are going to re- remain in Washington through mid-March now. Yeah. 7,000. So D.C.'s essentially an occupied city then. That's <laughs> I, good. I guess. I guess. <laughs> that's, that's what. I guess. It's great. That's what they said Trump wanted to do to mm-hmm. Portland, make it an occupied city. Mm-hmm. Now we have 7,000 National Guardsmen, and DeSantis is calling them back. 
He's like, you're not you're not keeping any of my National Guard in March. I mean, I, I understand that, like, maybe the next day they don't leave because that would be kind of an obvious mm-hmm. cue yeah. to everyone if there was going to be a problem. Uh-huh. But mid-March, I mean, what what's the limiting What's the limiting argument here? Like at, at some, how, why would you send them home in mid-March? Then the people are going to come in April, right? Like, yeah. you, there's no limiting yeah. principle here to stop this. So DeSantis is pulling the troops back. Uh, so is uh, so is Texas. Yeah, they're going to lose. Yeah, all the red states are going to be like, no, we're not going to, we're not, gonna, we're not an, uh, an everlasting occupying force in this in Washington D.C. Yeah, That's and not they're making them sleep in parking garages now. Yeah. They moved them out of the marbled floors of the of the Capitol building and put them in a parking garage. Well, they said that the National Guard asked for that. A bull. Crap. Mm-hmm. I'd say that's bold. No, they crap. said that they they wanted to be. Yeah. be we want to sleep in a parking garage. Yeah, it's yeah. more comfortable for them. To sleep <laughs> we'd we'd hate to be in a hotel. Put yeah. us in a parking <laughs> yeah. garage. I mean, please are comfortable. Please, man. we don't want to go to a hotel. That's <laughs> oh, for the homeless. Right. We'd rather sleep in the garage. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Uh, Omaha Steaks. Now you know me, Glenn Beck, as a fitness and nutrition expert. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Um, Why is Pat laughing? I, I, I don't Did know. Did you hear him laughing? He's probably telling himself a joke. <laughs> oh, okay. um, listen, I'm I can't... i about something from my show. Yeah, I oh, can't man. stress enough how important it is to have balance in your eating <laughs> habits. You know, having really? a... Really? Yeah, you having can't, a... Hmm? You can't stress that enough. Huh? I can't. Mm. I can't. Well, as a fitness and uh, nutrition... I mean, I mean, I'm a doctor. Are you a doctor? No, I'm not a doctor. Yeah, I'm a doctor. I'm not, I'm not. So you've got to really have the best diversity of food, and it's critical to living your best and healthiest life. That's why I, as a doctor, when I order from Omaha Steaks, despite how much my body is telling me, just order steak, 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 more steak. I seek that balance. Uh, It's why I also get, you know, sausage or burgers or pork chops and chicken breasts. Go light on the chicken breasts. Follow me for more tips on how to stay healthy and eat right, because that's my job. I'm here to help you. Come on, man. It's important these days to stay home, stay healthy when you can. Let Omaha Steaks ship a gourmet grill pack straight to your door. Enjoy the world's greatest steaks, premium meats, easy meals, everything you need to ensure your family is stocked up for the long haul. 100% money back guarantee at omahasteaks.com. Type in the code BECK in the search bar and order the Butcher's Best Seller Pack today. When you do that and you use the word BECK, you'll get four free chicken breasts and four for free burgers omahasteaks.com promo code peck this is the glenn beck program so i want to i want to ask you a question we have uh, a jeet pie coming on and many people will not know who jeet pie is uh but you should he was the fcc chairman under uh donald trump i have done broadcast for 45 years i think he is the best fcc chair ever uh he understands freedom of speech he understood i think the um the internet questions saved the internet arguably yeah he did Uh, from net neutrality mm -hmm. saved it i mean now who knows what's going to happen next but at least he let us have a few years here um, and we're going to talk to him about the future of broadcast, the future of the Internet <clears throat> and what he sees <clears throat> coming down the pike that we should be paying attention to. He's coming up in just a few minutes on freedom of speech. Here's a question that I have uh, for you. What does the what does freedom 
of speech guarantee. Freedom of speech, the First Amendment, freedom of speech, freedom to, to petition your government, right? Um, what, what does that mean? Where do you draw the line on that? For instance, there's a story, man charged in Capitol riot, barred from commenting about matters related to the U.S. government online. He's a guy who lives in Kentucky. He allegedly stormed the U.S. Capitol, um, and he's been told he can no longer make any comments about the breach or the U.S. government online. Um hmm. I don't see how that's possible under the First Amendment. You now he was released. No, he was released on bond. Mm-hmm. This is this is the court ruling. Yeah, um, which barred him from using the internet or anything else to talk about the government uh, or any kind of rallies like this. Yeah, like I I'm, I don't think that's possible. Like when you have every once in a while there'll be a case where like a guy is selling shady supplements that mm-hmm. that he says do things that it doesn't do that they, they don't do. And he'll get in trouble for that, get sued. And part of the punishment will be he can no longer operate in the arena of selling supplements, right? Mm -hmm. However, these guys, without fail, go on to write books about supplements because you can't stop them from talking. It's a free speech issue. It's a First Amendment issue. This is free speech specifically about questioning your government. And I don't like any of his speech. I mean, you know, he was like, we got to start a revolution. I don't like any of it. But... I, you don't have a right. The government does not have a right to say you can no longer speak about the U.S. government. That That's specifically covered <laughs> yeah. in the Constitution. Let me tell you about uh, Built Bar. It is the secret to keeping both of my New Year's resolutions. To eat healthier food mm-hmm. and uh, to eat tastier food. And I want to lose a pound a week. And that's For the whole a- year. For the whole year. 52 and, pounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd like to lose a little more than that. But but 52 is your goal. 52 would be my goal. Mm-hmm. I'd be happy with 52. Um, and really, Built Bar is helping me do that. It is low in calories. It's high in protein. Um, I don't know, low sugar. All the stuff I hate normally. But it tastes great. It really tastes like a candy bar. Don't give up on your resolution. If you have a sweet tooth, Built Bar is the answer. BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code BECK. Get 20% off your next order. They have 14 different flavors. They're just rockin' delicious. It's uh, promo code BECK. 20% off additional if you use that promo code BECK at BuiltBar.com. broadcast for 45 years and i have never even wanted to interview the head of the fcc but this guy you should know about i believe he saved the internet i believe he's the best fcc commissioner we've had in the entire time that i have done broadcast 
He is the guy who has been protecting freedom of speech through the FCC. He's now left the administration, and we've got a new person in the FCC. I want to talk about freedom of speech and the perils of what is happening now. These, this talk about panels, this talk about losing your ability to speak out, even to speak out against the government. And not incitement, but to speak out and say, these guys, they're horrible. Do you have the right to do that? What is our future? Ajit Pai, the former FCC chairman, joins me in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. You know, cyber criminals say, um, you know, that this is the main time for them. This is like party central. This is boom time for them because we're all online. People are using the uh, news now of a second stimulus to steal your personal information by doing things like offering to get your payments faster, issuing you fake checks, sending you unsolicited messages claiming to be from the IRS. Meanwhile, they're sending you links and emails or text messages that are often malware or phishing scams. Situations like this create wide open windows for cyber criminals to just destroy your life. Now, nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can keep what is yours, yours. A lot better if you have LifeLock identity theft protection. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com, promo code BECK. It's 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to LifeLock.com and use the promo code BECK. Save 25%. LifeLock.com. It's an honor to have Ajit Pai on with us again, former FCC chairman. Uh, Ajit, how are you? Is he there? Ajit. My gosh, they've silenced him already. Oh, hey, Glenn, how are you? There you Thanks are. for having me on. You bet. How are you, sir? Pretty good. Pretty good. Hope you're doing well also on this Monday morning. Um, so you were the uh, chairman of the FCC. Before that, you were the commissioner at the FCC. You were appointed then by Barack Obama um, and approved unanimously by the uh, Senate. So everybody agreed that you were a, a good guy that could get the job done. Um, you've done some amazing things. I believe that you and and when you were at the FCC, those involved with you, saved the Internet uh, from net neutrality. Tell me about the yeah. health of the internet and where we are today because of those challenges before we look to the future. Well, the internet in terms of its infrastructure is stronger than ever. And this is remarkable when you consider that when we made our decision to repeal these heavy handed net neutrality regulations back in 2017, the left was caterwauling about how this was the death of the Internet as we know it. That was according to Bernie Sanders. Others said the Internet would slow down to one word per, t uh, per time. Uh, yeah, others said that you'd have to pay $15 uh, per month just to be able to tweet. Uh, all of these things have fallen by the wayside. Speeds are now twice as fast as they were back in 2017. Internet infrastructure has been built out so that millions more Americans have access uh, obviously, it's a, a much different environment than those uh, hyperbolic predictions would have suggested. And to me, at least, the proof in the pudding has been during the pandemic. We've had our Internet infrastructure has held up despite the increase in traffic, whereas in Europe, which still has these net neutrality regulations, they had to go hat in hand to companies like Netflix and YouTube 
and beg them to throttle content because they don't have the infrastructure uh, that's mm. necessary to sustain these loads. So we made the right decision, and I'm glad we did. So are you still hearing the voices where those forces still out there for net neutrality and to bring some of these regulations back? And if so, why? You know, I say we still hear them all the time. Uh, whenever I'm on social media, I see it, uh, and it's incredible. I think it's more of a religious issue with uh, some folks on the left. And what, what does that mean? What do, what do you mean by that? Because what I mean by religious issue is there is literally no set of evidence you can ever provide to these people to persuade them that there's not a problem. Uh, you know, look at the last three years without these net neutrality regulations. We haven't seen any kind of market failure. We haven't seen broadband providers throttling or blocking content. Uh, nonetheless, they say that these rules are absolutely vital and the Internet's about to die. Meanwhile, these very same advocates are going to the tech giants and telling them, we want you to censor content that we don't like. And so the hypocrisy of these advocates is just stunning. It's just, as I said, there's literally no evidence we could provide in terms of faster speeds, more infrastructure, uh, yeah, open Internet, all that kind of stuff that would persuade them. And so it's not a reasoned policy debate anymore, in, at least on, in some quarters at least. It's much more of a uh, issue of religion. Do you believe or do you not? And uh, that's unfortunate because, we're, after all, we're making policy here. We're not putting our finger in the wind. The hypocrisy is overwhelming. But as you mentioned, there's no evidence you can present. But the evidence is there, right? Like the speeds have gone up dramatically since they promised they would slow down to uh, a trickle. Yeah, and that, that's the incredible thing. I mean, the speed is the most objective one. There's a group called OOKLA, O-O-K-L-A. The independent company, they do their own assessments of speeds. They were the ones who were saying, hey, the speeds are tracking upward and upward. And I kept pointing this out uh, you know, to some of our critics, and they would say, well, the speeds were going up anyway, and so yeah, you didn't have responsibility for that. And I said, no, no, you, if you look at the February, February 28th, I think it is, 2018, the entire Senate Democratic Caucus put this out on Twitter. If we lose net neutrality, you'll get the Internet one word at a time. And so I said, look, that is objectively false. Like, there's just no debate about this. this. This Internet did not slow down. And nonetheless, you know, there's still some folks who say, no, it's still at risk. You know, broadband providers are going to start censoring content any day now. And it's, it's always the you know, sort of boogeyman that's right around the corner that we have to regulate against as opposed to the concrete problems that we can see on the Internet, which is not any type of uh, stuff like this. It's more that people in rural areas don't have access or people in urban right. areas can't afford access. I mean, those are the types of problems we need to be addressing, not this phantom of net neutrality, which to me at least is a solution that won't work and to address a problem that simply doesn't exist. Um, it is, uh, 5G has been described to me as 4G being the size of a gar- garden hose, and 5G being the size of a channel for all of the in, uh, all of the information. I know uh, my wife just, uh, I don't remember where she was, but she used real 5G. And yeah. she, she, I mean, she never comments on speed unless it's really, really slow. And she said to me, oh my gosh, Glenn, you can't imagine how fast it was. It was just like load, 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 load. It was just <laughs> there every time. Um, it's yeah. Go ahead. Can you describe 5G and what it will mean and how far we are away from that really being everywhere? I'm really excited about 5G, this next generation of wireless connectivity. And unlike some of the predecessor transitions we've had, you had 1G to 2G, 2 to 3, 3 to 4, 
5G is going to be a leap, partly because of the speeds. You mentioned that uh, you know, 100 times faster speeds than 4G, a much more responsive network so that when you click on the link, it'll come up almost immediately. But it's more the fact that this technology will underlie all kinds of different industries. Uh, healthcare, for example, if you want to do a telehealth w- visit with your doctor, much higher uh, resolution video, much lower latency, as they call it, so you can immediately see uh, what the doctor is looking at and all that kind of thing. It's going to be tremendous. 5G with doctors means because the latency goes from, uh, what, 100 milliseconds to down under 10, which means in some cases you might be able to actually do surgery on the other side of the world with 5G. Exactly right. I mean, that, that is the future that's within grasp. And if you think about all these low latency applications from telehealth to gaming to you name it, that's a really big deal. Uh, so I'm really excited about the work that the FCC did over the last four years to help that potential become a reality here in the United States. So I just bought a refrigerator the other day and it said Bluetooth enabled. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't want my refrigerator to be Bluetooth enabled. The amount of information that is going to be going out of our homes now with 5G, because it, it allows 5G allows everything to be smart, a smart item. Um, are you concerned at all about privacy and uh, and and just the use of all of this information on the American people? Absolutely. And this is why many years ago, I called on Congress to come up with legislation on the federal level to establish rules of the road for privacy in the digital world. We don't have that right now. And so what you see is some states like California taking the lead and essentially regulating on their own within that state. Or you see Europe implementing very strong privacy regulations and essentially multinational companies like Google and Facebook uh, abide by those same restrictions in the U.S. just as they would in Europe because you can't have different uh, privacy protections across uh, you know, across the world. So I, I think right now it would be great for Congress to sit down and put on the page some of those basic privacy protections. But the other issue related to privacy is security, Glenn. I mean, as you know, as we, everything gets connected, the network is only going to be strong as its most vulnerable point. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about 5G and security. There are companies like Huawei and ZTE, other companies in this space that could look to compromise some of our networks for their own gain, now, whether it's economic espionage or inserting malware or even more insidiously, the Chinese Communist Party looking to compromise security of networks to gain insights on where our national security is vulnerable. Well, people would say that blockchain is going to be really important for our security. But when we're at, you know, uh, what is it, 56 qubit uh, quantum computing, even blockchain is vulnerable, isn't it? I mean, now that we're getting into quantum computer uh, computing so fast, How are we going to be able to keep things secure? Uh, That's a really good question. And uh, that's part of the reason why a few months ago, before I left, I asked the FCC to organize a forum around quantum computing to understand what this future looks like. And uh, I don't pretend to have the answer to your your question, but I do think it's important for the U.S. government to start thinking about quantum and AI and machine learning and some of these blockchain these next generation technologies. It might seem futuristic, but oh, it's the here. future can become the present a lot quicker than people think. So is, uh, one more question on privacy um, before we move on. The um, um, it, has anyone suggested that 
all of my information belongs to me. It is it's mine. And if I decide to sell it, then I will make that decision and I'd make my decision on what parts of it I'd be willing to sell. This would not only throttle these uh, giant companies that are truly getting rich off of the backs of of all of us uh, through metadata and now really amazingly uh, detailed data on each of us, but it would also um, return our privacy. It would punish the the Googles of the world uh, financially by taking that incentive away from them. But they could buy it from us, which would also be something that the American people could make money on. Is anybody suggesting yeah. that? I, I have seen that suggestion in some quarters. In fact, I think there might be some legislative proposals floating around Congress along those lines. Uh, so I, I think that's one of the things that people instinctively get is that uh, the property right they might have, so to speak, in their own data is something that should be vindicated. Now, on the other hand, there's some who've raised some questions about that. For example, if you're walking along a road, um, and you have a smart tra- network, transportation network that is monitoring uh, you know, how traffic is going so that they can avoid hitting pedestrians and the like. Is that your data? Does it you know, also involve some public safety issues? I mean, there's some sort of gray areas there, but I do think there's a lot to sort out in this. You know, what is your data? Who owns it? How should it be used? These are the kinds of things that Congress needs to speak to. We don't have a framework right now for understanding that. And we need one desperately. I look at the bottom of my Alexa and I see that it has an FCC license uh, on it. And uh, I wonder if in some ways this isn't and I know this sounds ridiculous, but hear me out. A violation of the Third Amendment, which is the government can't, you know, quarter soldiers in your home. Um, I feel as though the government isn't. But if they start to collude more and more with these companies, they kind of are. Um, aren't they quartering people, not the government, but these companies, aren't they kind of quartering people in our home if they are constantly going and listening to us and gathering information? I didn't thought about that angle. Um, what I will say, though, the, just so you know, the FCC logo you see on the bottom, we're not licensing them. All we do is essentially authorize their equipment to say any device in the United States that emits or receives radio frequency or RF, uh, we have a responsibility to okay it. So we actually don't license those particular devices uh, directly. But I do think it's interesting that a lot of us rely on these devices that you pick up a lot of our conversations, uh, and they deliver a lot of value. But I think some people also have the concern, uh, you yeah. know, well, are they looking into everything? And so yeah, that, that's one of the things, too, that it's just a new world. This didn't exist when I was a kid, needless to say. When you, know, when you were inside the confines of your home, that was sort of this impregnable fortress, so right. to speak. Uh, right. Your own thoughts and data. So it's, uh, it's a much more complicated world now because of technology. We're talking to Ajit Pai. He's the uh, former FCC uh, chairman. Uh, and we're going to continue our conversation with him in just one minute. Let me tell you about Patriot Mobile. Uh, you know, when somebody comes and puts a new face on an old thing, you might see it in a new light. Uh, but... Really, all of the phone service, they're all pretty much the same now. I mean, you've probably gone with whatever mobile company offered you the best deal. And, you know, it's it's a hassle to switch. And so who's going to make it easiest for me to switch and get the best deal? Well, these mobile companies are out there and they are donating to leftist causes. Did you even know that Verizon is giving to causes like Planned Parenthood? 
and and we need people who are backing up freedom of speech, the Second Amendment, et cetera, et cetera. You have a choice. They are they've got the same. They're on the same uh, cell towers that everybody is on. So you have the same service. I think you have better customer service, a a lower price to pay every month. And you're going to get free premier activation where they set the phone up for you. So it's easy to switch. Just use the promo code Beck. Uh, if you call them at 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT, you get some special deals there. And you can also visit them online at patriotmobile.com slash back. That's patriotmobile.com slash back. 10 seconds, station ID. We're talking to Ajit Pai. He's the former FCC chairman. He was appointed by Barack Obama and uh, and uh, served under Trump as well. I think he's the best chairman uh, that the FCC has ever had. And he also is uh, somebody who I think really, because of his passion, has saved the Internet uh, from net neutrality. And we've seen how good the Internet has become. Uh, you spoke earlier about when you're talking about hypocrisy, about the kind of controversy about big tech companies censoring uh, conservative voices generally. Um, and obviously, we have a right for free speech. We don't necessarily have a right to an audience on someone's private website. As someone who's a conservative and is very scared of, of a federal intrusion on the Internet, um, I am worried about this sort of new idea from the right where there's a big debate going on, whether the government should step in and do something to these big tech companies. Where do you stand on that? Well, where I stand is what I've said for many years, which is that these tech giants increasingly are running social platforms that have become the new public square. And to the extent that some are either obstructed or prevented from speaking in that square, I think it's important for people to understand how are these decisions being made? Who, are, who is making these decisions and why? And I think the past couple of months have only illustrated the fact that we don't have any insight here. And for me, at least as a consumer, I don't care whether it's a network operator like your internet service provider or a content company like a tech platform. I just want to know, am I able to speak or not? Am I able to read what I want or not? And if I want to understand the rules of the road, and I yeah. think that kind of lack of transparency is what's frustrating a lot of people. Nobody knows what's inside the black box. So here's the, here's the deal. I've done broadcast for 45 years. I know what the rules are. I know what the FCC says. I know what's acceptable and not. Because the rules are very, very clear, always have been when we get blocked or we get dinged by some of these high tech companies, we usually don't know why. Hmm. And so I can't I can't make sure that we're in compliance if I don't know what it means to be in compliance. Exactly right. And that's why some of the decisions seem to be made as they go along. As a, I pointed this out last summer when I asked on Twitter, why is the supreme leader of Iran allowed to tweet out threats, mm -hmm. essentially urging the destruction of the, as he called it, the Zionist state and all of this nonsense, uh, whereas other people are not allowed to say things which are clearly not as far uh, as that, don't go as far as that. And I think it just goes back to, you know, like I said, in November 2017, I gave a speech where I said, if you are really concerned about a free and open Internet, what you need to be worried about is not net neutrality. It's the question of how these tech platforms operate 
free from any transparency requirements whatsoever. And I think people on the left and the right now, I would think, agree with that. Um, Ajit, um, people, I've never seen this before. People in this industry, um, both radio and online, are extraordinarily concerned about losing our our place, our platform, our ability to broadcast or even narrowcast. I want to talk to you about the future and what we should be concerned about. Uh, who are the new players, if you know anything about them, and uh, what we should be doing. Back with more from Ajit Pai. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Seems like everybody's on the move these days. I mean, unless you live in Texas or uh, Tennessee, then, you know, you're probably not moving. Uh, you know, maybe maybe you're moving to a better house <laughs> because somebody just paid stupid amounts of cash for yours. Anyway, um, some of the people in our biggest cities are moving. Republicans and Democrats, just good Americans, tired of seeing their freedoms erode, looking for places where freedom still abounds and work is possible if you're one of these people or you just caught up in the usual not so fun game of buying or selling your home i've got good news the real estate agents i trust are here to make sure that you've got the right person to help guide you through the process these are agents who are the best in the business the people who know and abide by the best practices and will help build the right team to make sure that your buying and selling experience is the best it can possibly be so whether you're just moving across the street or across the country they can handle anything and they are the best of the best. At least that's what we find. I want you to interview them yourself. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. And you can go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll save 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We have Ajit uh, Pai, the former FCC uh, chairman and commissioner, former commissioner as well, of the FCC. He was appointed by Barack Obama. He served under, uh, uh, under Donald Trump, and, uh, and I think he is phenomenal on freedom of speech and regulation uh, being minimal. Let the free market work things out. Um, uh, thank you, first of all, for everything that you've, you've done, Ajit to keep the internet free and to keep our voices uh intact i want to i want to talk to you about something that is really disturbing now this is from uh congresswoman tulsi gabbard so she's on the left she said this weekend it is so dangerous uh this is an issue that democrats republicans and independents libertarians should be extremely concerned about especially because we don't have to guess about where this goes or how it ends when you have people like former cia director john brennan openly talking about how he has spoken with or heard from appointees or nominees in the biden administration who are already starting to look across our country for types of movements similar to the insurgencies they've seen overseas that in his words uh, make up this unholy alliance of religious extremists racist bigots he lists a few others, and at the end, even libertarians. Um, it's dangerous because of our civil civil liberties. It will mean that who could be scooped up 
uh, tomorrow. We don't know. I am very concerned about the freedom of speech on broadcast radio and the freedom of speech for those of us, not just the average man, but also those of us who they're talking about deprogramming or uh, licensing to be able to have a podcast. It's an unfortunate time for those of us who cherish free speech and the First Amendment. And that's part of the reason why I've been so steadfast in my defense of it, because I do think a defining feature of our democracy is that any faction that happens to be in power should not have the ability to define who is allowed into the public square and who is not. And I think that's a basic tenet of American democracy over the decades. I may disagree with what you say, but I will fight to the death for your right to say it. I think that understanding has become frayed. And I think the First Amendment is even more important when we have a tribalistic political culture like we have now, because we don't want your ability to speak to depend on whether or not you are in favor with those in power. So I don't know what particular information Mr. Brennan was uh, relying on when he made those assessments, but I'll just simply say as a general matter, the First Amendment is important for all of us, even when we disagree with the message that we might be hearing over the airwaves. Are you concerned um, that the next FCC uh, commissioner and chair chairman uh, will erode some of these freedoms for radio? Are we in radio in a safe zone or not? I certainly hope so. I mean, I did everything I could over the last four years, last eight uh, since I served at the FCC to make sure that radio had the the ability to thrive into the next century. It's the oldest communications medium addressing the mass market that we've got. It's older than the FCC itself. And to me, at least, I think it is one of the important forums for discussion of these types of issues. So I hope that the next FCC will embrace that. I'm a little more worried about what people will think on the digital side of things, uh, you know, over the Internet and the like, where, as I said, you have net neutrality advocates demanding certain types of regulations, but then on the other hand, demanding censorship on the Internet, which seems inconsistent with that. But hopefully radio can continue to be one of the places where we do still embrace that First Amendment value that all of us cherish. Do you know anything about the people that are coming in behind you? Yes, I served with all the four of the current commissioners who are there, including the acting chair. So you know, I do think that they have a shared commitment to a public service, to the public interest. Uh, you know, they, I think they believe in the First Amendment just as much as I do. So uh, hopefully they will uh, stick by that. Uh, yeah, that's been a bipartisan tradition at the FCC. And I think the most dangerous thing would be for us to get back into the game of approving licenses or doling out favors based on whether we agree with the political views of the would-be license holder. And that, that's just not what the FCC should be doing. It should be a market-based objective decision uh, not trying to look into a crowd and pick out your friends um i want to read a story to you and and just ask you your opinion on this and and i warn you that i i find what this man did and said to be disgusting and despicable but there's there's a sentence that had just been handed down that i cannot believe is um is constitutional A federal judge has ordered a Kentucky man who allegedly stormed the U.S. Capitol earlier this month not to make any comments about the breach uh, or the U.S. government online. 
Damon Michael Beckley, who was arrested by the FBI in Cub Run last week, was released on conditional bond, which barred him from using the Internet to post about the rally, the Capitol riot rally, or matters related to the U.S. government. Uh, He was also prohibited from attending any rallies, protests or demonstrations, and he must be now monitored by GPS. He said things online like Vice President Pence. My name is Damon Michael Beckley. I don't appreciate this one bit. The situation you caused here, sir. We're not putting up with this tyrannical rule. If we've got to come back here and start a revolution and take all these traitors out, which should be done, then we will. I don't agree with that. I think that's abhorrent speech. But isn't this, as a federal judge, telling him he can't speak about the government or voice his opinion about the government online? Isn't that a violation of the Constitution? And isn't there any protection for him? Well, I certainly share your assessment of the comments themselves. Uh, This is an area of the law that's pretty well developed and one that I'm unfortunately uh, not as knowledgeable about, about whether uh, or not judges can restrain uh, the speech in this way. So I'd, I'd probably have to defer until I had a chance to you know, read the brief, study up on that area of the law a little better. I know that this is something that has occurred in a number of cases, and uh, yeah, I'd want to have express a more informed opinion after yeah. reading all that stuff. Um, t- tell me, before we let you go, tell me the, the thing that keeps you up at night and tell me the thing that you see over the horizon that really excites you. Well, in terms of what keeps me up at night, it is the security of our networks. I spent a lot of time over the last four years here domestically making sure the FCC did everything we could to secure our networks against uh, national security threats from the outside. In particular, I've been very outspoken about the Chinese Communist Party's determination uh, to dominate the world through technology and, in particular, to lead in 5G. And uh, that's something I think the we should all be worried about people don't hang on just a second people don't believe me when i say there is a a building i think it's in beijing dedicated all it is is the communist party it's their platform of hackers and they are hacking in and trying to hack into our pentagon i I can't remember it's some ungodly number of like seventy thousand attempts a day or something like that i mean they they have groups of people that this is their job to hack into our infrastructure. True or not? Uh, that's, we've heard similar reports, and I think that's part of the concern. And not only that, I mean, they've demonstrated that they are willing to export their anti-democratic values when it comes to things like the NBA or Taiwanese flag emojis or the like. Imagine what they would, would be willing to do if they had access to our telecom networks. That is a serious threat indeed. So, and, Why? Uh, Explain, that. Ex- Explain that for people who don't understand that. Well, so imagine if we had all of these 5G networks built in the United States. Everyone was using them on everything from smartphones to connected refrigerators to your cars to military installations. And it, let's say some of that equipment was built by uh, the companies like Huawei and ZTE, which are themselves subject to Chinese Communist Party rule. So what if the Chinese Communist Party said, you know what, we just want to see exactly how American consumers are using broadband. Let's see how broadband around military installations uh, is being deployed and whether we can get insights into things like troop movements or missile placements. I mean, all these kinds of things would be simply one request away from the Chinese government to Huawei and ZTE. And we would have no way of ever knowing that those requests had been made and that our networks had been compromised. And I think that is the risk. And that's why I've been so outspoken about the fact that I'm very bullish on 5G's potential. 
but we also need to think about security as a forethought as opposed to an afterthought. You know, once we've installed these networks, it's too late. You just can't put that genie back in the bottle. So we need to be very careful about this threat and not, <laughs> and not have a rosy-eyed view of the reality of the situation. Final question for you. Um, wait, wait, wait. Didn't you give the... Well, you asked him a final question, then I want to hear his optimistic thing. Oh, okay. Well, I was just going to ask. My passwords are all set to one, two, three, four, five. Should I change any of them? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I would definitely urge you to change that. And, you know, don't, don't change it to password either. Okay. That's the one that I think is like, <laughs> yeah. probably not as well advised. Mine's <laughs> password zero. Ooh, one, two, three, four, five. Oh, that's really good. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, tell me what you're excited about. Tell me, tell me what's on the horizon that... You say people don't understand how game-changing, in a positive way, this could be. I think what I'm really excited about is just a new influx of broadband-based technologies. You know, when I got into this business, broadband essentially meant telephone lines being souped up with TSL mm-hmm. to deliver relatively slow service. Now, at the end of my tenure at the FCC, we've authorized low-Earth orbit satellites, companies like SpaceX, to deploy broadband from space at a really high speed. Mm. We've also encouraged electric utilities to get into this business since they have a deep footprint across rural America. We've encouraged, we've had a huge influx of spectrum thanks to our decisions that allow fixed wireless companies to enter this space. I guess all of which, what I'm trying to say is all of these different technologies are finally being unleashed through the power of the market to deliver connectivity to American citizens. And uh, to me, at least, broadband is more important than ever. And I'm really excited to see how all these companies using all these technologies technologies are able to innovate for the benefit of consumers. It's going to be a really exciting decade to come in that regard. Are you at all concerned? I mean, I was going to ask you what's next for you, but you were appointed by Obama, but you actually uh, served also under Donald Trump and they're going after anybody that served with Donald Trump. You concerned about your future and what's next for you? Uh, No, we, we had the privilege of being an independent agency and I led in that spirit. I you know, kept all the political nonsense uh, in Washington at arm's length to the extent I could and uh, did the best I could. And I think you know, on a lot of the issues, uh, they didn't have a partisan sheen at all. For example, establishing 988 is a three-digit number for suicide prevention and mental health and making sure people with disabilities had access to technology. I mean, the, all, the bulk of our work was pretty nonpartisan. Uh, so as for what the next adventure is, I'll have to wait and see. But one of the things I found in my career is that it's just such an amazing country that you, you just work hard and you try to be in the right place at the right time and something will present itself to you. So I'm so grateful for the privilege of having the chance to serve and look forward to the next adventure being just as intellectually stimulating and rewarding. Ajit, uh, I would love to do a uh, long form uh, um, interview with you on our podcast. I've, I've got a lot of uh, questions on security and, uh, and uh, technology that is coming. I would love to pick your brain. So if you have time, some point I'd love to have you as a podcast guest. Well, sounds good. Let's let's. I'd love to talk about it. Let's right. figure out what will work. And uh, and again, thank you for your service. You've been great at the FCC. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, I can't say enough how much I appreciate the kind words, Glenn. Uh, I really appreciate the the support from everybody out there in the country. Thank you. God bless, Ajit Pai. He was now leaving uh, the FCC as the FCC chairperson. Uh, now, I don't know about you, but I like having power at my fingertips. I mean, real power at my fingertips, knowing that when I reach my finger down to my phone uh, or or device and press the button, I'm generating a lot of heat someplace else. Yeah. Makes me feel like president, you know. 
I mean, this this heat is a little uh, less than what the president has at his fingertips, but uh, I'm not nuking anybody. I'm just firing up my rec tech. Yeah, that's the kind of power I'm talking about. So when I get home, I'm ready to grill some amazing food. That's the benefit of smart grill technology. And you're going to get one for yourself. And you'll see what I mean. When you cook on a rec tech, you're going to get the tastiest cook to perfection meals you can imagine. Whether you're smoking, grilling or even baking, rec tech delivers perf- perfection Every single time it's solid built like a tank. And if you AB compare it to the competition, you're going to realize there is no competition. Follow Rectech on all social media. Sign up for their new newsletter. That's Rectech with a Q at the end. R-E-C-T-E-Q dot com. Rectech dot com. I would like to challenge you to find uh the hand of god in your in your life every day find something where you feel like that was a miracle um because miracles are happening and and they're amazing what's going on right now we can look at all of the bad things or we can look at some of the good things that are happening i told you last summer i think uh and said that we would find out early next year about a study that was being done in Israel that could cure blindness. Now, there's several several reasons people go blind, but one is because their cornea just blows out. The cornea uh, blindness looks like it's at an end. Wow. I told you about this story from a company in Israel last summer, and they were putting the a artificial cornea into a man who is 78 years old. He hasn't seen for forever because the film just grows over. It's not glaucoma. It's a cornea thing. Um, and they said, we just have to replace and then we'll see. They took the bandages off. And he can see crystal clear again. Mm. Artificial corneas. When you were blind from this before, you needed a cornea uh donor so you need you were on a waiting list just like a kidney and everything else no more no more that's a third of the people in the world that are blind are blind because of this a third that's incredible and it's over now that is great news really great that is great news it comes from israel yeah uh i'm watching with uh, i'm fascinated by the uh, by israel right now because they're essentially running a giant human experiment and human experiments on jews <laughs> the history of that is not well, particularly but good. it is in jerusalem uh, or it's in israel it right is it's in israel. not in germany right yes okay yes, good, so better. Good, good. Uh, they've got about f- over 40 percent of their population vaccinated already for covid over 40 percent of the population we're at six percent right now so we're going to see smaller population right though. but the point is though if it works we're going to see it work there before we Any go down this road and, this, and the opposite if for some reason it doesn't work out as expected we're going to see it there by the first. way if you want to know about the corneas it's corneat.com hello america there's a lot of news to cover including impeachment we go there in 60 seconds yeah and it is you know i i have, i'm a doctor Are you a doctor I'm not a doctor, yeah. Glenn. I'm a doctor of humanities, so uh, I studied for years and years all about, you know, what it's like to be a human, and I can treat any human condition. Can't do it on lions or dogs or anything else, but when it comes to humanities, humanities. I am, uh, 
That's you. So cars have a lot to do with uh, with humans, you know. And so let me talk a little bit about car repairs. I mean, who built the car? Humans, humans mm-hmm. right? Humans so that, that build the car. They fix- drive the cars. They repair the cars. Mm-hmm. They charge you through the nose to repair the car. Sometime. Mm-hmm. And as a doctor, that's wrong. So let me prescribe something for you, okay? Car Shield. Also, I'm an expert in because run by people, a bunch of good people. So, and as a doctor of humanities, I can write this prescription. Drive with confidence because you're going to, if something happens, all you have to do, you'll get the rental car uh, while yours is in the shop. You're going to get the 24 7 roadside assistance. They're going to pay the wherever. Wherever you, you you could have your mechanic do it or you could have the dealership do it and you're not going to wait for a check because as a doctor, I know that causes stress on you and the human body, which I am, of course, an expert in again, not gerbil bodies. <laughs> Drive with confidence, knowing that if anything happens, you're protected. Get coverage today and see why Car Shield cars do go further. 800 665 sorry, 2157. Mention the promo code BECK or visit carshield.com. Use the promo code BECK and save 10%. It's carshield.com, promo code BECK, deductible, may apply. So Rand Paul uh, had, I mean, I personally think that this is, you know, was, was, was great exchanges with, uh, with Rand Paul. He was on with George Stephanopoulos and, uh, and uh, George said, let me, let me begin with this threshold question. This election was not stolen. Do you accept that fact? And Rand said, well, I would say there's debate or whether or not there was fraud and whether it occurred. We've never had any presentation in court where we actually looked at the evidence. Most of the cases were thrown out for lack of standing, which is a procedural way of not actually hearing the question. There were several states in which the law was changed by the secretary of state and not the state legislature. To me, those are clearly unconstitutional, and I think there's still a chance that those actually do finally work their way up to the Supreme Court. Courts traditionally and historically don't like to hear election questions, but yes, were there uh, were there people who voted twice? Were there dead people who voted? Were there illegal aliens who voted? See, I told you they were going to come out about the UFOs. He's just saying this like it's no big deal. Legal aliens voted. Mm. Of course they're illegal. They're from another planet. (laughs) We need voter ID like crazy. And yes, we should get to the bottom of it. I'll give you an example. In my state, we had a Democratic Secretary of State. She refused even under a federal order to purge the rolls of illegal voters. We got a Republican Secretary of State and he purged the rolls. This is when Stephanopoulos said, I got to stop you there. No election is perfect, but there were 86 challenges filed by the Trump administration and his allies in court. All were dismissed. Every state certified their results. And then they talked over each other for a while. And uh, Paul said, George, where you make a mistake is that people coming in from the liberal side like you, you immediately say everything's a lie instead of saying there are two sides to everything. Historically, that what would happen is if I said I thought there was fraud, you would interview someone else who said there wasn't. But now you just insert yourself in the middle and say that that the absolute fact is that everything I'm saying is a lie. I, I think this is the root of the problem. 
these journalists have deemed themselves to be arbiters of the truth. And the truth is, it may not have changed the election, but there were enough regularities that we should look into it, not to change the outcome of the election at this point. There's nothing in the Constitution that would allow that. But to make sure that all of the other elections that are coming don't have the same kind of problem. And I love the fact that Jeff Bezos is now against mail-in voting when it is in regards to his company receiving ballots through the mail on whether or not it should be unionized or not. He says the signature verification isn't strong enough. Really, Jeff? Because that's not what the Washington Post said when we were talking about the election of a president. But this is the real problem is it's one side or the other. And it's one side that says the other is wrong always. Well, that's not true. That's just not true. In this case, in particular, there is a uh, there is a possibility that there was enough to sway the election. There's also the possibility that there wasn't enough to steal the election. But we don't know which it is. And more importantly, I just want to know where the flaws were so we don't make them again. And I think, too, one of the biggest parts of this is making sure the rules are set up in a way that are fair and that people can trust. You know, you know, it's like you could make the argument that last year LeBron James stole the uh, championship. Now, I wouldn't make this argument, of course. I'm I'm a, a objective person and, and have nothing don't to you do. Him? I, I, I don't you have the, I, there's I no evidence. Le- if you have tape ready to pull up of me saying I don't like Le- LeBron James, go ahead and do it. But you obviously don't have that tape ready. <laughs> you, I mean, you have the <laughs> I hate LeBron James dot com. Well, yeah, but that's that. That's just, uh, you know, I'm just I'm just uh, you print T-shirts and mugs investments. Well, yeah, right, okay. that's uh, separately. Right. But like. <laughs> The rule, because of COVID, right, mm-hmm. they changed the rules of the NBA, mm-hmm. which was to give an old player who was playing a lot of minutes and a very important part of the team a three-month break in the middle of the season to relax and get his energy up to, for a playoff run. Did Is that a stolen championship? No. But did that those rule changes really benefit LeBron James? Yes. Of course. So the same thing, you know, you could argue here. A lot of these changes were made before the election. LeBron James is worse than Hitler. <laughs> oh, well, you're not going to get an argument from me on that one. No. <laughs> well, okay. Maybe. Maybe technically. But, I mean, again, you know, uh, you know, potatoes, potatoes. But right. what I, what I, <laughs> I, can't, I guess I don't like LeBron James. Um, my point, though, is that, like, the, some of these changes happened before the election took place. And those changes in the rules advan- gave an advantage to Joe Biden. That's different than saying that like Dominion voting machines were changing votes on the fly. That's saying that like these rules need to be put out in a way that make it fair for everybody and that both sides can trust the results. Right. Obviously COVID is a is a weird circumstance. Everybody knows that this was a strange year for an election for every other thing that mm-hmm. happened during the year. But going forward we don't have to act as if we're on a, a, a panic well, for, footing all yeah, the time. For, for instance, we didn't know if anybody was ever going to be able to even go to the polls yeah. because of COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, back in the summer, like we may be locked in the house and not be able to do it. What do we do? Mail in voting. 
Now, I saw that as a scam, mm-hmm. but, you know, other people felt that that was really reasonable to do. Yeah. Well, we should make sure now that we have time that never happens again. It's a bad idea for from a mass scale. Correct. I, I do believe that if you have uh, a reason to I mean, like, I, you know, I'll get an example that we've used many times, especially when we were in New York, we were doing election coverage all day. From the from the morning I woke up, at, you know, I'd be on a train at six o'clock in the morning, and I didn't come home until the next morning. Like you know, usually I had to stay in New York that mm-hmm. night, so I had no chance to vote in my own state on the day of the election. Does that mean that I don't get a vote? No. Like no, absentee voting makes sense Correct. if you have a reason to not be able to vote that day. Honestly, I think even if you just don't want to vote that way, you probably can. However. It should be something that you're requesting and going through a process that's legitimate, not this sort of like, we're just going to mail everybody, a, you know, a ballot or a ballot request form and and change the choice architect, yeah. architecture. That's why the, the left likes this so much. Mm-hmm. It basically means like, well, these people who have barely pay attention to the election and are fringe voters because they don't actually know anything about the topics can vote from their own living room with no effort. That's what they want because they want people who don't think about these things and to win the if, election for them. And if that's the way your state wants to operate, then it should go through the legislature right now, mm-hmm. make those changes and make sure that it is it's verifiable that it is strong. I mean, Washington State has done this for a long time, but it took them 10 years to get the security right. Let's not just all go, oh, well, we did it last time. We can do it this time. Let me let me switch um, topics. What you're saying here is we all have to play by the same rules. You can't change them in the middle of the game. Well, is that what's happening with the impeachment trial? John Roberts, Chief Justice John Roberts shockingly has said he's not going to go to the impeachment trial. Now, according to the Constitution, the chief justice must preside at the impeachment trial. Well, he says he's not going to go because he said uh, it is, uh, let me see, an illegitimate procedure. All right. So he's not going now the the Senate, the Democrats are saying, well, we're he's not going because we're not inviting him. Wait, the Constitution says you have to have the chief justice sit as the judge. He plays no role other than the administering of rules. So will this be a a legitimate process if the Democrats don't invite or if the chief justice says, no, I'm not going because this isn't legitimate. I'm there to remove a president. I'm not there to judge somebody who isn't president anymore. So which is it? Now, we all know why this is being done. This is being done One, as the Democrats are so good at something the Republicans never understand, and that is smokescreens. They had the greatest smokescreen going for them in my lifetime. It was called Donald Trump's thumb and his Twitter. Okay, that was the greatest smokescreen ever. Everybody was talking about what Mm -hmm. he was tweeting every day. You should have been doing stuff like, you know, passing Freedom for Everybody acts. You should have been passing things in Congress, but they didn't. They did nothing. 
The Democrats don't make that mistake. So the reason why this is going through the Senate is, A, it's very popular with Democrats. Uh, Nine out of ten Democrats want him impeached. One out of every ten Republicans want President Trump impeached. But that shouldn't matter. It should be about the Constitution. But more importantly, the more we talk about Donald Trump, the less we talk about things that are actually happening. The things that they are doing on climate change, et cetera, et cetera. Massive changes are being made right now. So that's why they're doing it. And they also want to make sure that, you know, presidents, when they leave office, you kind of look back. I mean, we even said this. We joked about it. Uh, Barack Obama, when he was in office. Those days don't come back. You know what I mean? Uh, when Whatever you're hating at the time, over you know a period of four to eight years, you start to pine for those days. And you think the Trump era was bad. Wait until 2024. Let's just say Trump decides not to run. Whoever does run, they will say is worse than Trump. They will find the things... You know, do- at least Donald Trump did criminal justice reform. I mean, this guy is a this conservative crazy person. They did it when Giuliani ran. They were like they were against Bush the whole time. And then Giuliani ran. They're like, Giuliani's even worse than Bush. I'm like Giuliani agrees with you on half of this stuff. Remember, like this guy was known as a, a moderate in New York City. Mm-hmm. And they were like, he's worse than Bush. No matter who the new guy is, it, Romney. Oh, this Mitt Romney. He is a he's a hellion. Is he really? I, I is Mitt Romney? Oh, he likes it. He's so a conservative. Killer. He's a killer. Oh my gosh, is okay. he really? Um, and you're also, you're also. Not only are we going to grow more fond because that's what happens, um, but also because the economy. I mean, Joe Biden came out today and said the economy is worse than we thought. Worse than we thought. It's just it's getting worse and worse every day. I'm not sure how long it's going to take us to turn this around. Well, it's going to get worse with all the things that you're doing. For instance, he has said that he wants global warming to take precedent over everything. So now he's talking about um, taxing you for how many miles you drive. So you drive to and fro work. They want to know how many miles you drive, and that will add up over the years, and you will get a tax every year on the amount of, uh, of time you spend in your car. Well, that's going to help. That's not going to take money out of people's pockets that they could spend or they could build their life with. That's going to help. He also has stopped the Trump order to slash the price of insulin and EpiPen. Do you remember when that was such an outrage? Okay. And he orders to look into the social cost on all of the all of the um, uh, regulations for climate pollution and everything else. What is the social cost? So we used to have a, a way that you would have to pay for it if you're going to make a, regula- a new regulation. And you had to look at the cost to the economy. Well, they've changed that now to the social cost. If you think the economy is going to get better, I think you're sadly mistaken. And that's why they want him impeached. So he can't come back and run. The other, the other thing that verifies this, I'll tell you in 60 seconds. First, let me tell you about uh, Goldline. They are offering a huge promotion right now on self-directed IRA acquisitions for retirement accounts. 
before the dollar really starts to to nosedive. And it's only a matter of time. We are printing too much money. I want you to call and find out about Goldline. Find out about how you can protect your long-term retirement portfolio with physical precious metals. Also, Goldline is running an extremely limited in inventory special on their legal tender bars. Uh, these are these are cards that I helped them actually design with the Canadian Mint. Um, it's a it's a gold bar that actually works as a coin. It's a gold bar that is very very small. It's the gold bar that, uh, quite honestly, um, will help you and your family get to wherever you need. Should there be an emergency, these have been out of stock for months. Goldline had minted a new limited batch of these cards, probably be sold out this week. On top of that, for every ARD purchased, you will also receive a half ounce uh, pure silver bullion coin at no additional cost. So get them before they're gone. Call now. They're standing by to talk to you right now at Goldline, 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID. So this weekend, ICE agents have been ordered to free all illegal aliens in custody. Release them all. Okay, that's great. That's great. That's going to help people. That's going to help people. We have problems on the border. That's coming. Uh, we've got how many how many caravans coming out that we know of? Two right now. Two we, we know of. Yeah, thousands um, of people in each. And that's going to be that's going to get worse and worse. Incentives matter. You're telling people to come to the border because we will not dis mm -hmm. we will not deport you for at least 100 days. So now, why would you want to make sure that you impeach Donald Trump? Well, there is a backup plan to that, and that is the 14th Amendment. And the 14th Amendment was put in for the Civil War that you couldn't run for office if you had led an insurrection. So, in other words, if you were in the Confederacy, you couldn't run in the union you couldn't run in the united states of america because you tried to destroy america now think of the history of that they are now saying that you can't run for president well now wait a minute wait a minute bill ayers he never ran for president but he's been trying to destroy bernadine dorn trying to destroy the united states of america uh Antifa, the one who said, I am Antifa, that ran for office, lost, but ran for office in Portland. They openly state they're against the government of the United States. We don't enact this. Uh, you know, we, it, it's the 14th. It was Civil War times. So now because he gave a speech to where he didn't incite, but he didn't also say, hey, don't do these things. That's going to bar him from being president. Here's why they care about this so much. They care about this so much to make sure that he can't run for uh, president ever again because they know how bad things are going to be. And they also know Americans might start looking fondly on those good old days of Donald Trump because if the economy is an absolute wreck, the one thing Everyone knows 
Half the country won't admit, but everyone knows we had the strongest, the best economy in the history of the United States, and it worked for minorities. It was working in record numbers for the poor and minorities. That's something that you just don't throw out. We did, but they're afraid when they've screwed things up horribly, this guy could march right back into the Oval Office, be carried on the shoulders of Americans back into office because uh, they'll be tired of the economic destruction that I fear is coming our way. More in a minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So let me tell you about my pillow. My pillow, I get a little cranky if I haven't had a good night's sleep. I'm just saying. Or if you have had a good night's sleep. I, I mm-hmm. get, I get uh, cranky sometimes, and if I haven't had a good night's sleep or had one, I might demand more breakfast, mm. you know, or a second breakfast, something like that. But fortunately, that doesn't happen very often because I have the Giza Dream Sheets and my pillow. So I don't order the second breakfast. I still am grumpy towards Stu, but not so much to Sarah, who runs our board. <laughs> These sheets are the softest uh, I've, I've ever slept under. They get softer the longer I have them. They're on sale at MyPillow.com right now. Buy one set and get the second set free. It's worth it. I want you to go to MyPillow.com. Click on the new radio listener specials. Check out the buy one, get one free offer on the Giza, on the Giza sheets. And you'll find deep discounts on all the other MyPillow products as well. All you have to do is enter the promo code BECK. Call 800-966-3117. Get the great radio specials. Enter the promo code BECK at MyPillow.com. And go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn for 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. It's a limited time special, 30 bucks off with a promo code Glenn for Blaze TV. Do you see the uh, picture of Bernie Sanders that's going around everywhere with him sitting with the mittens? Yes, very I much. I love these memes. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the lady who made the mittens, now out of business. She had a small business. She made these mittens. uh, And now because of coronavirus and all the shutdowns, she's out of the mitten business. You're kidding. It's not because of it has nothing to do with this meme. Like she she sold so many or Mm -hmm. no, no, no. She's out of business. She can't make the mittens anymore. So freaking depressing. What are we going to laugh at without those mittens? I used to laugh at Bernie Sanders generally, but the mittens helped. The mittens helped a lot. An awful lot. He looks so cold and frigid. And that's the funny thing is he was indoors. It was 81 degrees. Yeah. Therm- thermostat. He's just that old. You see the picture of him, the meme with him on the beach with Chris Christie. Yeah. <laughs> just love it. Uh, New York has lost a million jobs due to COVID-19. Good luck getting that thing back. Now we have new things that I think are just wonderful. Biden has put a pause on uh, oil, and this is starting to concern states like New Mexico. In Albuquerque, President Biden's 60-day moratorium on new oil and natural gas leases and drilling permits is prompting widespread concerns in New Mexico, where spending on education and other program hinges on the industry's success. 
Top Republicans in the state, as well as local leaders in communities that border the uh, the most productive regions in the U.S. right there in New Mexico, say that any moves to make permanent the suspension would be economically devastating for the state. Half of New Mexico's production happens on federal land and amounts to hundreds of millions of dollars of royalties every single year. Congressional members from several other western states are also raising concerns, saying the ripple effects on the moratorium will hurt small businesses already struggling because of the pandemic. You know what you need to do? The West and the attorney generals in the West need to get together and demand their land is returned. Their land was taken from them when the government pushed out West. And they seized a lot of these lands, New Mexico, Utah, Nevada. If you look at what the United States government owns far as land goes um, east of the Mississippi, it's a very small amount of land. Once you start going west of the Mississippi and the farther you go, you know, near the Rockies, it's almost all federal land in some states. And they have been told by the Supreme Court twice that that land belongs to the states and needs to be returned. But when the government is the policeman as well, what do you do? Twice this has gone through the Supreme Court and two times the federal government has been told return the land. States should have this land. States should be making these decisions on what they want to do. And I, I'm telling you, I think this is I think this is going to become more and more. Well, let me give you this story. I think this is part of the correction. American Airlines will no longer permit emotional support animals on flights, forcing owners to pay extra if they wish to be accompanied by their pets. The airline said Tuesday that trained service dogs will be the only animals allowed in the cabin without an additional charge. The ban will begin Monday, blah, blah, blah. The decision to ban emotional support animals will likely be followed by other airlines in the near future. The animals outside of service dogs will only be permitted to fly in the cargo hold or cage that fits underneath the seat in the cabin. And they will collect a fee of a minimum of $125 for these pets to travel on the plane. What, what is this story really about? <laughs> Would they want more money to, to be able no. to? No. No. Have you flown recently? Yeah, yeah, a couple times. It's like flying in the San Diego Zoo. It's like, let's take the zoo with us. <laughs> now, I fly with Uno. Uno is a protection animal. Um, and so we fly with Uno. And and we had to go through all kinds of hoops and legal, you know, stuff. And he's got to wear a, you know, a, a tag on him that he's a service animal uh, and a protection animal. I'm sitting next to I swear to you, I am looking for a cockatoo to be sitting next to me and crapping on my shoulder at some point. OK. An emotional support cockatoo. Yes. Mm -hmm. Everyone is bringing their pet. And I think it's kind of funny myself because we saw this coming. You know, when they when the person had the donkey yeah. as the emotional support donkey, I'm not making this up and put it in their aisle with them. The the an emotional support donkey. I thought this is hysterical. Keep it coming. 
I want snakes <laughs> and all kinds of Oh, you of don't stuff. want snakes on a plane. I've heard bad things. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's true. That mm-hmm. documentary that came out was really. It was riveting. Yeah, riveting is tr- truly frightening. Um, but this is the market correcting itself. Okay, 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 okay. We, we thought people would be reasonable. <laughs> and, <laughs> I don't know why they thought that. And we realized that mm-hmm. in today's world, anything goes. And so I guess we're just going to have to regulate a little bit and charge you because uh, that's a tarantula. And uh, I'm sorry, it, it, it can't be on the plane with you on your chest, no matter if you have to pet it or not. No. Uh, I mean, it, it, that's what this is. And I'm not necessarily saying I like this. This is showing that there is a correction coming. Here's another example. Uh, there are many states now. Montana, Tennessee, and Utah are now running through their state houses open carry laws. They are saying uh, they're pushing for concealed carried guns without a permit and open carry. So, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You can conceal your gun? You have a concealed carry permit? You don't need the permit? What? This is the states starting to react to the federal government and saying, you know what? You're going in the wrong direction and we're going to strengthen the laws here to make sure that everybody is very clear where we stand on guns. This is this is just fortifying. Yeah, no snakes on this plane. That's what's happening. And that's a really good thing. And every state in the union that you live in that's not freaking California, you need to get to your state legislatures and act right now. They should be pulling the 1619 project out. They should be passing a law in the in your city and in your state. And you're going to get a lot of heat and pushback for it. I know of a city here in in Texas that is just being dragged through the mud because they're like, none of this critical race theory crap in our schools. You're not teaching it to our kids. And boy, oh boy, they're being dragged through the mud right now uh, because of it. Just keep standing. Just keep standing. And and bring it to your state level and your local level. They've got to be, you've, you've got to right now organize in your local community and your state to make sure the 1619 Project is not in your schools. To make sure that critical race theory is not being taught in your schools in any form. You have to make sure... Uh, that your state is shoring up its election rules right now. If your state did something smarmy, you're going to have a hard time because most likely you're, you're being run by smarmy people. But if, if your state, like Texas, they fought and fought and fought and fought in the courts. I think they should be looking at those things right now. Make, the, make your, voting, uh, your voting rules absolutely bulletproof people should be forming groups now in all states to stop mail-in voting unless there is signature verification and all kinds of verification i think personally stop all mail-in voting except for absentee any of this voting where we just send out ballots that's all we do i think that should all stop 
But if you request a ballot for absentee, you should be able to get it. But we have to shore up our voting. Everything that you can do in your state to shore up the Second Amendment and the First Amendment. The First Amendment is going to your your freedom in your church is already under attack. And you know this. We think it's because of covid when they started saying you can't do these things. Why? Because they are destroying your habits. They're destroying your traditions. Barack knows to do this. We're going to have to change our traditions. Well, that's what's happening. But the attacks are going to come. They're going to be much more direct, much more direct. You have to do everything you can to shore up uh, your state and local community and your home. You need to start preparing for a time where you are the leader that thinks this way, that you are the one who can lead others to safety because you work hard on your credibility. You don't say crazy things. You just do what's right. And you stand. You will, if you are peaceful, kind, and generous to people who disagree with you, when the crap hits the fan, people will look to you as a leader. You must position you and your family as those people right now. All right. American financing. You can refinance your mortgage right now. Kind of sounds scary. I mean, I don't... I hate... You know when I bought my you know when I bought my house right after I signed? Do you know what the bank said to me? <laughs> no. Don't come back. Yeah, they said, Congratulations, you know you're never gonna sell that house. <laughs> I was like, What? Why wouldn't you tell why why wouldn't you say that to me before I just signed on this dotted line? It's a fair question. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't have a good answer for it. Mm. I mean, you know, they're working for the bank. I want somebody to work for me, somebody to help me out, please. Well, we have them. It's American Financing. AmericanFinancing.net is the, is the group of people that work for you, not the banks. It's an important distinction because if you're in a mortgage right now that is over 3%, it's the best time to refi. Now, the bank doesn't, they're not calling you going, hey, you should refi because they're making money on that. You can bundle all your high interest loans into into a new loan under your mortgage without resetting your mortgage. It's American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Well... You know, I could go into uh, I could go into some things that people are going to say they're conspiracy theories. What the um, you know what the official state-run uh, agency in China is is uh, doing for the opening activities for the World Economic Forum. Um, but it, people will be calling it a conspiracy theory, and conspiracy theories aren't fun anymore. You know, oh. like I looked up on TV right. just a minute ago, and uh, the uh, the Shriners, you know, they run those com- uh, commercials to help raise money. And those kids are so cute. Mm-hmm. Now, a good conspiracy is they're so cute, they must be computer generated. Mm. Those kids cannot be that sick and, and that cute. Now, 
That's an absolute lie. Mm-hmm. Uh, these kids are absolutely real. So it wouldn't be a fun conspiracy for the, <laughs> the, for the Shriners yeah. or the kids. Right. But it would be at least some of you be like, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah you like know no what I mean? Storming the Capitol over right. the Shriners kids People are being so serious now. Yeah. About their conspiracy theories. There was a time where conspiracy theories were like more whimsical and fun. Like, like, like even like you go. I think people believe them in sort of a. It was a good little bit of entertainment and kind of like a fun, the moon thing, like the moon thing. Like, ah, you know what? Uh, you know, they never we never landed on the moon. Let's argue about it. It'll be fun. Yeah. And it was like a harmless thing to argue about. Right. Because who cares? You know, if you don't if you're not correct on that. Right. People weren't storming buildings. Well, they weren't showing up at senators correct. houses. Correct. They, you know, that, there well, was they none of that. But that but that is turned into serious because the people who really believe them. Are, are are like it's like growing and it's becoming this thing that is anti-government now before it was like we didn't go to the moon uh dude here's the photo uh here's the guy who went i just had him on the show um you know <laughs> yeah you, you had stuff like that well, but now it's now you don't believe anything well have you heard this theory that uh britney spears is being held hostage Oh, by her dad or something, right? By like, yeah, her her management or her something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's in her house and she's sending signals through her her Instagram videos. See, this is a great one about whether she's like someone said. Oh, this is a great. You know why this is a great one? Why? Because nobody really cares if it's true. I mean, I'm sure. I, I mean, Britney would, but, Brittany, <laughs> but nobody else does. I mean, yeah, it's she like would. it's she Britney would. Spears who really cares. Um, but there are a lot of people who seem to care. Uh, but it was it's at least really? fun. I mean, it's the least fun because there doesn't seem to be any societal um, statement. It doesn't seem to be any divisive like like the, the thing I liked about conspiracy theories back in the day where you could argue about them and still and passionately and still like the other person. Like Jeffy believes every conspiracy theory. Oh, of course he does. Yes. Now, I never liked Jeffy, obviously. So there's right. never a moment where we argued about it and liked each other. But like there was... He will come up and, with a dead straight face, argue basically any conspiracy theory. It was to you. like the guy who used to work for us years and years and years ago, who was uh, Clinton, the communist. <laughs> yes. He wasn't really a communist. <laughs> he kind of was. He kind of was, but he was more of just like, ah, I just like to say those things that get people stoked up. Yeah, there was a little bit of that in there, right? But he was like, he was a nice guy. We liked talking to him. He and wasn't he was going to kill anybody, guy. and he right. wasn't going to burn the city down. He was never and going was to like, overthrow okay. the government for his communism. Right, right. It was he's, much like, a- he's a lazy communist. <laughs> he's a lazy communist. <laughs> That's what we need, more lazy yeah. conspiracy theorists. Right. People who kind of want to like joke about it at parties, but not necessarily you know, light anything on fire right. over it. Like the lizard, the lizard one, that's great. That well, all the people in Washington are lizard people. I love that. Wasn't one. there someone recently that uh, did take that true. one? Because it's true. What? They took it too seriously? I, thought I think there was a lizard person, the protester up in the Capitol. Uh, this is the Glenn Beck Program.